Hey there, friends. Welcome to Unfiltered Talk with Tracy. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and checking out my podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my podcast. Please share with your friends and your family. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, I created this podcast to tell my stories and hopefully in turn by telling my stories and telling what happened to me, um, that I might help somebody else who was feeling a certain way or can relate to this and think, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Um, and kind of just bring us all together a little bit on a common ground. So please share with everybody. And I appreciate you guys checking me out and listening to me. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about an important subject. Um, obviously, I've talked about this before, but I have dealt with anxiety most of my life. I from now I can remember even as a young child being nervous and anxious. Um, and it, it was a struggle for me being a kid and I just never, I never felt right. I never felt like there, I always felt like there was something off with me that maybe I just wasn't that there, that I was just different. And, um, you know, I always thought it was because of the sexual abuse and, um, things like that, which it was. Um, but, being dealing with anxiety also um, had a huge role in the way that I was. So I want to talk about anxiety a little bit today and then also trying to talk about it and dealing with kids. Um, I know a lot of my friends, we have children now and um, they're growing up in this crazy world that we have going on with COVID and the pandemic and school shootings and um, just so many different things like social media and the internet and all these different things that we didn't have growing up that has caused so much more anxiety for kids now. And it truly is um, a, such a harder time to parent kids today than it was back when we were growing up. And, um, you know, there's no manual there. there There's no manual on how to do things. And um, what we can do, but I think by sharing our stories and sharing our experiences that hopefully we can kind of help each other out and get through it. And maybe, you know, if somebody, you know, is struggling, then you can share this or, you know, just kind of talk to them about things. But, um, I've shared on here before about my youngest son, um, who, uh, just turned 13 and, um, so big teenager, but he has been struggling with anxiety most of his life. And, um, we, he really didn't get diagnosed with anxiety until he was in like fourth grade. Um, and since then we, it, it's just kind of every year, something different. Um, some years are great and some years are struggles and some time during the years are greater than, you know, some of the other times. Um, but I will say in a lot of ways it's heartbreaking, um, because I know where he gets that anxiety from and the guilt that I have to deal with of knowing that he gets it from me um, is really hard. Like I wish, you know, he, if he saw a picture of him and he saw a picture of me, most people say he's just my mini me. And I love that, that I gave him, you know, one, these wonderful, cute little attributes. And, but unfortunately um, we pass down things that we don't want um, to our children and so he has to deal with the fact that he has anxiety. Um, but I will say, um, going through anxiety and having to deal with it my whole life, and even you know now I still deal with anxiety every day, it does help me 
understand him a little bit better. And I hope um, that it helps us connect a little bit better. And maybe I hope that I am helping him understand the anxiety. Um, and so he can learn how to cope and deal with it much better than what I did when I was a kid. So um, just talking about that, but, you know, as if you, if you're a parent and, you know, maybe you are dealing with anxiety um, and some of these things will resonate with you and you'll be like, oh my gosh, that's how I feel. Or maybe you're a, you're a parent and you have a child who is dealing with these things um, or, you know, you might suspect it. And I hope you listen to this and um, maybe it helps you in some ways be able to talk to them and, you know, have this open communication with them about things. But um, really, so I guess I just want to talk about recently with um, my son as he was struggling towards the end of the school year. And, um, you know, he has a therapist at school because he has a reading comprehension problem. And so we have end of the year meetings and we talk about how he's done in the year and what's the plan for the next year and, and everything. And, um, we, you know, he's so incredibly bright, bright and he's so smart and he's just, he's so kind and he's so sweet. And it's really funny because, her and I can see his anxiety building and I can see it as a mom as the school year was coming to a close. I remember feeling like when I was a kid of how excited I was for the end of school because that meant no getting up, no doing work, no, you know, just being able to have a summer of playing with my friends and swimming and relaxing. But at the same time, I remember the school year coming to a close and having a hard time understanding and dealing with the feelings that I was having by having to say goodbye to friends and having not having that routine of, I know what I'm going to do Monday through Friday. Um, and just having that whole thing just kind of go away was unsettling for me. It, it was just a very weird time. And so I noticed my son towards the end of this year getting very quiet and my husband and I noticed it and we talked about it and he just didn't seem like he was enjoying things and we would try to talk to him and be like, what's going on and um, how are you feeling? And, you know, of course, being a guy, he's just like, I'm fine. Everything's fine, which is most of you moms know that's what we say too. Everything's fine. I'm great. Um, but, you know, it's, I can tell when he's not fine. Um, and I talked to his therapist at school and we kind of talked about it. And I just said, I think he's really getting anxious about the end of school because having to say goodbye, having to deal with an ending of any kind for those who suffer with anxiety is very hard because it's different. It's something new. We're going on, we're transitioning to something that's different that to the unknown. And for somebody who struggles with anxiety, not knowing what's going to happen uh, is, is terrifying. And that will send us into a tailspin of emotions. And I really feel like that's what happened with him. And like I said, I can recognize the feelings and I see in his eyes what he's thinking. And he's trying to deal with it the best he can. And I remember one day, I think it was like a couple days before the end of school and he got in the car and it was like after like a couple days of him just not seeming like himself. And I just thought in my head, like 
something's not right. I feel like I know what it is, what is going on. So when he got in the car and, you know, the usual, how was your day? What kind of homework do you have? You know, did you have a good day? What happened? You know, just getting the old things. And I just remember he didn't really have much to say. And I could just tell, I could see some tears in his eyes and he was just having a hard time, um, just dealing emotionally with things. And I just remember looking at him and going, what is going on? Like, look at me, tell me what you're thinking, because I know you and I know something's up and you can tell me and just try to tell me what you're feeling. And I remember he just kind of looked at me and I gave him a moment and he proceeded to tell me that he is excited about the end of school, but he's also a little nervous because next year he's going, you know, he's at a school now where the sixth grade is at a different campus from the seventh through the 12th graders. So next year he'll be going to a different campus. So he's nervous about that. And he's nervous about, you know, what is he going to do during the summer? And he's nervous about saying goodbye to people. And he's nervous about the change. And, and I remember just looking at him and he, and he said it. And I just, and I just, I felt for him and I felt terrible for him. But at the same time, I was like, I, I get it. I totally understand. And I, and I told him that. And I said, I remember feeling the same way as a kid, the exact same way, like, like really happy, but in the pit of my stomach, very scared because I didn't know what was happening. And I just remember looking at him and holding his hand and just telling him that I understand and that these feelings are okay to have and that we can work through them together. But the main thing is I didn't want him to bottle it up inside and not to talk to me. And I said, if you keep bottling it up and you don't talk about it, it won't get any better. It's just going to manifest itself into something else. And I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, but a lot of times when Lucas gets anxiety and he has a lot of issues with his anxiety is he starts ending up having uh, stomach aches and has headaches and then he gets sick. And I recognize that because that's what happens to me. Um, I let something build and build and build. And then eventually my body just can't handle it anymore. And it gets sick because that's just its body's reaction to stress. So I see that in him and I, I want him to not get to that point where he's breaking himself down. And so we have this talk in the car and I said, you know, I get it. You're, you're, you're scared. You're scared. You're sad. You're happy, but it's very intimidating and it's very nerve wracking, not knowing what's going to happen next. And so we talked about it for a little while and, you know, and I talked to him and I said, listen, and I said, I know, you know, you think a journal is for girls and you know, this and that I said, but maybe you might want to try to write down what you're feeling. I said, especially at night, like right before you go to bed, because I know you have a hard time falling asleep. So maybe if you write down what you're thinking about, you write down what you're feeling, that it might help kind of get it out of your head and then might be able to see it on paper and be like, sometimes you might can see it and be like, well, that's just silly. Why am I worrying about this? There's nothing I can do about it. I need to move on. So, you know, I, I mentioned that maybe he could do that. And I said, you know, and the other thing is, is you can come talk to me. I said, I get 
anxious about a lot of things, as he knows, because I share with him a lot of the times about when I get anxious and what I do to help me not be anxious anymore. So I felt really good about our conversation. And I think it worked for him because he started pepping up after that. And um, he ended up the school year doing great, saying goodbye to friends. And, you know, we did some things and we made sure I was like, you know, we'll see your friends again. We'll make a, another, you know, time that to get together in the summer or, you know, this and that. And so I think by the end he felt better. Um, but I'm glad I pushed the issue and talked to him. And a lot of times parents don't want to push the, 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 the conversation, um, because they want, you know, their kid to have their space, which I agree in some ways, but in this instance, I just felt it would get worse before it would get better. But at the same time, what I want to say to you parents is if you are going to have this conversation with your kids and you're going to talk to them, let them do the talking. Like let them try to explain to you what they're feeling and just kind of listen to them and 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 make it normalized. Like make it be like, yeah, I get nervous too or I get sad too and that is totally normal. That is very normal to get upset or upset or scared or whatever it is. It's completely normal to do that. And I think that helped him know that it's a normal feeling. And I, you know, I told him, I said, I guarantee you a lot of your friends are feeling the same way. They're all really excited that they're done with, you know, sixth grade, but they're also a little nervous about going to a bigger in a different campus and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And so I think just that really helped him. And so it, it, it just kind of made me feel a little bit better that, you know, I did pass down this, this trait to him. And, um, but hopefully, by being able to talk about it and him being able to express himself at an earlier age, it'll help him later on in life to be able to feel like he can talk about his emotions. Um, whereas I was the complete opposite and I never talked about my emotions. I never talked about what I was feeling. I hid everything and with, you know, um, jokes or I hid with alcohol or I, I hid with just, you know, in my home, um, you know, and, and I think that was way worse for me. So I'm glad that he was able to talk to me about it. And then it just got me kind of thinking about some other anxiety ways and some things that he struggles with. And maybe your kids struggle with the same thing. For example, um, my friend jokes with me, um, because I could literally lay in bed all day long and watch friends reruns. And I don't know if you're like this. If you're if you're around my age, probably it's friends or it could be Seinfeld or it could be ER or it could be, you know, whatever whatever show that is was popular that you have seen over and over and over again and I've seen every op- episode of Friends at least 10 times and I know exactly what's going to happen, but I will still sit there and I will watch it hours on end. And I remember wondering like, why do I do that? Like what, maybe it's just because I want to shut my brain off and I just, it just wants to be no nonsense. But then I noticed that my son started doing the same kind of thing. Like we would say, Hey, you want to go see a new movie or you want to watch this movie? And he's like, no, I don't like movies. I don't want to watch that. 
but he would watch the same movies that he'd already seen or the same shows he'd already seen. He'd watch them over and over again. And I started thinking to myself, like, why? What is the correlation there? Like, what's the, what's the reasoning? And then it really just kind of hit me of, I saw somebody on social media post this about, about this kind of thing. And it's, and it's not because we just want to shut our brain off, which most of us do as moms, but a lot of it is because we know what's happening. We know what's going to happen next. We know the end of the story. So we don't have to worry about what's going to happen. Is this person going to survive? What's going to happen with this? Where's this going to go? What's going on? And because that's constantly in our minds when we're watching something new. And it's one of those things that I have noticed as I've gotten older, especially since the pandemic, when all we had to do was watch reruns of shows on Netflix or get into things. And I would watch binge watch shows from like all of their seasons, all of their shows and for just days on end. And sometimes I would watch watch the same thing over and over again. And I would just say, why am I doing this? And it's because of the anxiety. I want to know what happens. I got to know what happens. I can't wait for the, the, the next week until the next show comes out. I will not start watching a show unless I know the ending is already there. So if they still are filming seasons, I'll, I would just wait. I'll be like, nope, I'm going to wait until the whole season's out and then I'll watch the whole season because I can't wait. I can't deal with the anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen. I can't deal with, you know, just the worrying and the thinking at night of when I'm laying in my bed of like, what's going to happen next? What happens to this person? What happens to that person? And my son is exactly the same way. He will watch the same movies. He's watched Pirates of the Caribbean over and over and over again. And he loves that movie. And I'm like, oh, let's watch this movie because it's similar. And he's like, nope, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, I don't understand why. And then, and now I get it. He doesn't, it's, it, it's causing him too much anxiety. And as silly as that sounds, and if I said this to my husband, if I told him that this was the reason, when he has no stresses with anxiety. He has no problems with anxiety. So if I told him this was the reason, he would think that my son and I are literally like weird, crazy, insane. And we probably are. But I know there are some people who are out there who are just like me, who think just like me and who are like, oh my God, I do the same thing. And it makes total sense because we already have enough that we're worrying about day in and day out. We're worrying about what are we going to do in the morning? What are we going to eat in the morning? What are we going to wear in the morning? Where are we going to go? What do I have to get done tomorrow? Where's the kids got to go? What am I going to feed them? Do I need to go to the grocery store? Do I need to do this tomorrow? What about my car? Do I need gas? Where's this going to go? Oh, I've got to go get this done because, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And I never stop worrying. And so sometimes when I put on that TV show, whether it's Friends or whatever show that I've already seen, I already know the ending. And so I don't have to worry about it. I can just watch it and actually enjoy just the show. And I think that's huge. And I think if you have a child who is like that, who has anxiety, then maybe find something that is like that, um, that 
you kind of already know the ending to, and they feel comfortable and they don't have to stress when they're watching the show of what's going to happen. I will say when we do try to have a family movie night and um, we get everybody in the, on the couches and we have the popcorn and we're ready for a family movie night and we start the movie. Ooh, my youngest, he is like, who's that? Well, what's going to happen to him? Where is that going? What is, and the questions that come out of his mouth and he's asking all of us, who have not seen the movie either. We don't know. And it drives my other son insane. And, but I realize it's just because he's anxious. He doesn't know what's going on and he wants somebody to comfort him and tell him that it's going to be okay. That he doesn't need to worry about it because it, it, it'll be okay. And I think that's, that's really the general basis of anxiety. Like that's such a small thing. Um, when you think of it, but that's like, that's how we feel on a day-to-day basis with everything. And so if you find that you're that way, if you find that your child is that way, or you know somebody who struggles with anxiety, this may be their thing that they just, they have, they struggle with not knowing what's going to happen. And so I, you know, try to talk to my son and like, you know, sometimes in life, we do have to put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Sometimes in life, we have to push ourselves a little bit farther than we wanted to because we never know what we're going to like. We never know if something amazing is going to happen. And I think that's the hardest thing for people with anxiety is that we want to just live in our bubble and pretend that we're in our bubble forever. And I would love to just be in my home day in and day out and not have to leave and not have to see people or go anywhere or do things. But in the end, I know I need that. I need to get out there. I need to see people. I need to talk to people. I need to experience life. I need to be a part of this world. And and I want my son to feel the same way. I want him to be able to experience things that I never thought I could be able to do because I was too scared to try them. And I want him to feel like he can overcome his anxiety and he can do the things that he didn't think were possible. And I want him to have the skills to, to be able to be better and with anxiety as, as, as an issue. And I want him to overcome this anxiety. So that one day, maybe, hopefully, you know, he gets anxiety, he gets anxious, but it doesn't stop him from being who he is. It doesn't stop him from wanting to achieve his goals or his dreams or doing things that he wants to do because he's too anxious about it. And I really hope that one day me talking to him and pushing him and maybe him seeing how sometimes I have to get out of my comfort zone um, in order to live life. But then you get the reward and the benefit of everything that comes with it. And so, you know, I hope that, you know, if you struggle with anxiety and you, you listen to this podcast and you were like, yeah, I got it. I totally, um, I totally understand that. Um, I also, another thing that people have anxiety with and the really hard part that I do um, in dealing with people and is why I don't do well in social situations is um, having to say goodbye. And not even like 
um, a short goodbye, like, hey, I'll see you in an hour. Goodbye. It's just any goodbye. It could be just anything ending is so hard for people who struggle with anxiety, knowing that something is not, is done and there's, it's over and it's finished. And that is something that is really hard for people to anxiety to overcome is that feeling of goodbye. Um, And that's never easy. And we have to say goodbye a lot in life. We have to say goodbye to our loved ones and we have to say goodbye to our pets and we have to say goodbye to friends and we have to say goodbye to things and events and all kinds of uh, different things in our lives that we're going to have to say goodbye. And people struggle with that a lot. And so if you know somebody who's struggling with anxiety, if you feel the same way of it's really hard to get through that goodbye, I think the one thing that's best helped me get through it is that leading up to that goodbye, like if I know there's a goodbye coming, I write down my feelings about it. I write down why I was glad it happened. And then I write down like how, what I'm, how I'm appreciative of that happening, that event happening, or that, that thing that I'm, how I'm so proud that it, it came and now it's ending and what I can go on and do from there. And I think knowing that there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, um, for a lot of people, knowing that there's something else on the horizon that it's not necessarily an ending. Um, but maybe it's just another, another hill we're going to go over or another turn that we're going to see. And I think that really helps as well. So that those are the kind of things that I wanted to talk to you guys about because I know our kids are struggling right now and it's all over the media. It's all over the, the news. It's all over everywhere. When we see things are happening of mass shootings and um, school shootings in the kid in, in the schools and in the churches and in grocery stores. And a lot of kids are having to worry more and more about things that when we were kids, we could never even imagine. And they are having to deal with a lot, a lot of excess pressure on them, put on them from social media, from friends, from people, from everywhere that it's sometimes it's really hard for them to process these feelings that they're feeling. And it's really hard for these kids and, and, and adults to be able to kind of get through these, these issues. And so I'm hoping by spreading the awareness, I'm hoping that, you know, talking about these issues and getting them out there will help somebody in their, in their healing process and their journey of, helping with the mental illness of helping break the stigma related to this. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I really hope, um, please share this podcast with friends, with family, um, talk about mental illness, talk about anxiety because at some point kids are going to be anxious about something. Um, so I hope you will take with you some of these tools and resources to use, Um, and, um, yeah, so I really appreciate it. Please also check out my website. I have now updated to unfiltered Tracy Kelly. Um, I've switched over my mental mama to unfiltered Tracy Kelly, because like you guys know on here, um, I, I pretty much kind of talk unfiltered. So 
I don't really have a filter too much. Um, so in that way, um, I'm always welcome to questions that anybody ever has. If you ever have any questions or you want to reach out to me, please feel free. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can send me um, a message or anything like that and share with me or ask me any kind of questions you have. I'll be glad to answer anything. Um, I have had people reach out and say, you know, thank you for sharing your story. It really helped me. You know, I was in the same situation and I'm, you know, trying to get help and this and that. And so it's really important that I want to try to spread the word and help as many people as possible. So thank you guys for tuning in again, please share with all your friends and your family. Um, thank you for listening and check out all my other episodes and stay tuned for more things to come. Appreciate it guys. Bye.